I've talked about, we talked about this a lot yesterday and, and you're exactly right. You know, you're pushing people towards traditional orders. That's actually kind of a good thing. So uh, it, should, well, it, it should lead to renewal. It, it, I, I believe actually it will. I mean, one of the things too that people forget is that Eucharistic adoration and benediction, that sort of thing, vanished in the 70s. Right. And for most places, what really revived them, and people forget this, was John Paul II. Uh, yeah. In 1980, he began with uh, Dominici Cena and Ernesto Mobile Donal. They still knew how to write with Latin back then. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's hard for some of our current leadership. They, they get confused easily. But the age is also a problem for them. Anyway, That's right. Uh, you, you, you've got to be, look. If we've got senescent leadership in both church and state, uh, all it means is we've got senile people running the show. That's all. It's not a bad thing. Well, that's why everybody in Hindenburg works for us. That's true, and that's why that's why uh, democracy is so good, right? Because you get yeah, the best leadership possible. Absolutely, the best the best government money can buy. <laughs> and you get and people vote for the person they want, and the elections are always honest, and there's never yeah. any. I mean, it's it's it's. You know, you think that the mob is above board. Just wait till you hear about uh, the 2020 election. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a good comparison. Well, you know, the great thing about the 2020 election, and it, 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 it doesn't have to be said it, or anything. Uh, <laughs> the truth of the matter is that in both systems, say, and I, now I'll try not to joke, it's very hard for me, but I'll try. Uh, <laughs> in in both church and state, we're in kind of uh, strange waters. Uh, you know, especially in the Anglosphere, people have a uh, an inborn feeling that, well, that simply can't happen. Well, people don't do such things. Yeah. Well, the problem is sometimes people really do such things, and sometimes the incredible things really do happen. I mean, when it comes to our election, the thing is such a mess. I, I people ask me if I think it was stolen or not. I don't know. I've got no way of knowing. Uh, was there massive voter fraud? I have no doubt. Yeah. But the thing I remember about voter <laughs> fraud is that you don't need a lot of it. That's and right. This, this, is this is something that people need to bear in mind. You only do voter fraud in uh, swing districts where just a yeah. few make a difference. That's that's yeah. important. You're you're not going to do it in a safe seat. Now, voter fraud aside, let's uh, let's presume the the very worst. There was massive voter fraud, and the election was stolen. What that really means, though, is that there were enough seats, enough districts, enough writings, that were that close, yeah. despite the issues, that it could be done. Yeah. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah. It's still it, yeah. There's voter fraud, and and that's a problem. But why was it so close in the like? Why do we have a populist? Well, we know why. This is a rhetorical propaganda and the, the whole mechanism. But but why is it that you can have uh, a man like Joe Biden? And listen, Donald Trump is not perfect, but Donald Trump was a lot of fun, and he has his wits about him. Okay, so let's be honest about that. Whereas a man like Joe Biden, it wasn't like it was. This wasn't Donald Trump versus Barack Obama. You know, Barack Obama no. obviously was a, an evil man in many ways, but he was uh, educated and, and clear. He spoke clearly. You know, he could stand up there. He could put together a sentence. He could play the part. He looked like a leader. Um, yeah. uh, you know, so it make it would make sense if you had a leader uh, like him who could uh, put forth 
some sort of votable persona. That makes sense in a, from a sociological yeah. perspective. But Joe Biden yeah. is an old fool. I mean, he's he's literally slurring his words and dribbling his ice cream down his chin. And somehow he's the most uh, you know famous president in history. Well, I mean, of course, there's several ways you could read that, too, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'd I, I prefer to think that he really is not the best president we've ever had. I, I, that would be my preference. If, it's, if, it, if it is true, it doesn't say much for us as a country. <laughs> well, people always, people always say that America is ahead, or sorry, Canada's always ahead politically as far as progressivism. Uh, than than America, but the reality is is that you have Justin Trudeau forty years in the future. So I think you actually beat us on this one. Yeah, it's, you know Justine, as I like to call him. He, uh, I'll tell you, he's got his mother's his mother's brains and his father's morals. You yeah, know, that's exactly uh, it. And his father was. Tough. You mean true? You mean Castro? Correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about putative fraternity. I, I, okay, I haven't okay. looked at his DNA. The, uh, I don't think he has Castro's brains, not, not by a long shot. No, that's true. But And he, and he doesn't have uh, Pierre's brains, but he certainly has Pierre's lack of scruple. Yes, he does. Uh, and then he's got Margaret's brains. Uh, I mean, he is such an incredible dope. Uh, he, 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 during the election, the first election, and he started showing off his cats. I thought to myself, you know, is this really what the Dominion has got down to? Really? Well, you know what's you know what's hilarious? We, and we've got to go to uh, we've got to go uh, to break in just twenty seconds here. But uh, just a quick story before we and we'll have Charles back after you listen to the Kenny Profession on the Crusade Channel, CrusadeChannel.com. dot com. And uh, there was a there's a you can find a video of him beating up. It was a boxing match for charity, but ironically, with all this indigenous stuff. His opponent was a was a native Canadian senator, and he beat him up on live TV. And I'm thinking, how has no one brought that up as a way to go after Justin Trudeau? But we'll talk about that on the other side. This is Kennedy Hall on the Kennedy Profession. You're listening to Crusade Channel, last live radio station standing always on air and always online at crusadechannel.com. And we will be back in a minute with Charles Coulomb. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Kennedy Profession. I'm Kennedy Hall. This is the Crusade Channel, the last live radio station standing, always on air and always online at crusadechannel.com. This is day two of our new show, 3 to 6 Eastern Standard Time. Your afternoon drive is saved. We're speaking to Charles Coulomb. Before the break, we were talking about, well, basically a bunch of different things, because that's what happens when you talk to Charles Coulomb. He gives you a bunch of different topics and a bunch of wisdom on a, a bunch of different things. And before I continue... Um, we didn't mention this, but I just saw here in the chat that he has, uh, I believe it's on August 3rd, New Jersey Dinner with Charles, um, which will be at Juniper Hill Kitchen, Coffee and Cocktails or something like that. 73 Beaver Ave, Annadale, New Jersey. So maybe 
Uh, the cocktail hour starts at 6, dinner's at 7, Q&A, book signing by Charles, suggested donation, $50 per person, dinner cost, $50 plus tax and gratuity. Charles, you still there? Yeah, still here. Is that, indeed. Is and, that information uh, true? That information is quite true. And in okay. fact, uh, the, the day before, I'll be uh, appearing in Lower Manhattan at uh, Most Holy Redeemer Church in the East Village. Uh, okay. I'll be giving a talk then. Uh, August 2nd, that's August 3rd. Oh, heavens, it goes on and on. Uh, <laughs> I'll be going to, uh, uh, on the 6th of August, I'll be in D.C. at Old St. Mary's Church, uh, again, talking about the my uh, book on Emperor Charles and uh, the man himself. Um, and I'll be in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, uh, at, I believe, St. Titus Church, on Sunday the um, Sunday the eighth, so I'm, I'm, there's a lot of a lot of stuff in the uh, the first two weeks in August, and then on the sixteenth I fly back to Austria, and uh, you know if anti COVID and, uh, and the authorities allow, I'll return at Christmas time. So uh, has it been relatively easy to travel this summer compared to last year? Yeah, uh, it has been. Of course, you've got to bear in mind, I, uh, I had the, uh, the good disease in May. Yeah. And so I've still got my certificate from the Austrian government uh, uh, showing me that I'm not a, showing the world that I'm not a, a, plague, uh, a plague threat. Uh, so you have the immunity uh, certificate, basically. I do indeed. So the, I, I flash that people. Fortunately, it's the Germans, so it could be anything. Well, they're just begging people to forge stuff because uh, here, uh, one of the only sane things that our premier has done is said he's not going to do vaccine passports for our province, uh, which is, uh, I can't believe he said something so rational. And um, then again, he is a politician, so he could switch his mind tomorrow. But he did say that whatever you get from your doctor should suffice if someone was asking for it. So if, you know, if a country said, show us your proof, you can come in easy. Um, I know, I know in Europe, a lot of places are doing that green pass where you can show your negative test, you can show your immunity thing, or you can show your vaccine thing. So I mean, he said yeah. that the, they're not going to give an official one, but I'm thinking, my goodness, these are just um, pieces of paper from a doctor's office. How easily can these things be forged? Well, yeah, but the, the, the reason why, this, I don't think, and again, I could be wrong, since I'm not a medical uh, expert by any, any stretch, of course, neither apparently or anybody who rules us, but never mind. Um, the it seems to me that uh, this this pandemic goes the way most pandemics do. Uh, we should have a, uh, a somewhat smaller resurgence in the winter, and yeah. then it'll be gone. And you know that, that'll be that. I mean, I'm old enough to remember the Hong Kong flu, which killed more people than this thing has, I believe, and for which yeah. there was no vaccination. It just, you know, you got it or you didn't. And if you got it, you died or you didn't. It was just the way it was. Well, um, and I, I think they actually, uh, I think you actually had to be sick with that one to count as someone who's sick with it as well. 